I'm Andrew Wilton. And I'm Carol Lawless. And this is 7 Questions Peterborough. Hey Carol, today we have Jeremy Blair Kelly coming to join us and I can't wait to hear what he has to say because what you've been telling me tells me that he's a really interesting guy with many talents. He is. He's a really talented filmmaker. He has his own production company. It's called Film Kelly. Um, he also builds furniture and he does something in his spare time that he's really passionate about that I'm not going to tell you. Okay. We'll let him share his story. Well. Here he comes. So, we're here with Jeremy Blair Kelly of Film Kelly. That's your Insta handle. Is that also the name of your your company? Yeah, that's the, the official title of my production company. Awesome. And it just combines my last name and what I do. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, Keep welcome, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Seven Questions. Thank you. And thank you for the coffee and the accoutrement, the food. Very Grilled nice cheese and bacon. Thank you. Can't go wrong yeah, from Tim Hortons. <laughs> the icebreaker was on point. I had to jump out of the... I remember my wallet was in the trunk, so I had to jump out, and the guy in front of me was like hitting the horn. I oh, was no. like, "Gotta get my what a wallet!" Scene. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's get rolling here with you, Jeremy. So the first question: What is the most expensive thing you've broken? Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I don't consider myself to be too clumsy. I have lots of expensive gear, and you think from time to time something broke along the lines, but. I think the thing I own that was most expensive that I broke that I intentionally wanted to break was probably a car. <laughs> oh. When I raced it at the demo cross at the Orno Fair last year, it burst into flames after repeatedly getting slammed and slamming into other cars. You weren't in the car when it burst into flames, were I, you? I was driving it in, in an event called the Free For All. So there was heavy contact and I had a passenger as well enduring this with me. It was pretty wild. We're wow. staring at each other. We're, we're ga um, gasping silently. I was silently. just thinking about when my Dodge Caravan broke, but that has nothing to, that doesn't compare to your story. So, it so didn't burst into flames. I was hoping it would, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have put it in that race. It was, it was wild, but you know what? There are Dodge Caravans and like SUVs and cars all racing around this tracks, and sometimes they do figure eight conversions of it. And, and you have to put, you have to put special uh, reinforcements on the inside to protect yourself, don't you? Sometimes, but this mm -hmm. event was like not, it, it, like they had safety stuff like race suits and helmets, but you go in there with a car that you literally took the, the glass and the airbags out of and then you're going for it. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. so the car itself, it has a pretty good crumple zone and is structurally pretty sound. So. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah. About the dodgy caravan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You could listen on Kijiji and, and target people taking it, taking it into like the demo cross races if you want. You know, you might be able to sell it quicker mm -hmm. if you do need to get rid of it. <laughs> wow. So, Jeremy, question number two. 
Who is a hero of yours? <clears throat> that's a that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I, you don't I, make them easy. That, I, that's the purpose to yeah, no, people. I'm a little little tripped up here. I'll be honest. Yeah. I think that instead of like idolizing like some big celebrity, I the idols in my life or the people I look look up to are like my 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 own folks because yeah. they work so hard and, and and they like put the the roof over your head and you know they don't ex- expect a lot back and it's like I don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 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 a little tripped up right are now. Are you very clamped? Sorry, I'm that's clamped. The, that's the kind of well, I mean that's the kind of thing as as a parent you 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 dream you dream dream it it for it you never are going to hear it i'm never going to hear it you're never going to hear it thank you jeremy i I look up to my mom she works so hard for my brother and i and my sister and my dad he's like super talented and he's like taught me everything trade-wise and he's just a hard-working dude and on a business sense i think Tony Buell was like a big mentor. He took me under his wing and showed me how to make films and also showed me how to swing a hammer on the job site. And then later so on... So is Tony from Peterborough or where is... Yeah, where, where Tony's is from Montreal, but he's, he's lived in Peterborough for oh, many okay. years. And uh, he kind of like was a mentor yeah. when I was like in my formative years. And then after that, Mike Melnick was like a huge influence on my life, mm-hmm. both in comedy, but both in, you know on the job learning all kinds of tricks of the trade and just like guiding me as like a fatherly type figure too. Well, that's how I met Jeremy is through, through Mike, Mike, uh, Mike's company, Impact Communications. Um, Jeremy came with Mike. No, the first time I met you was at the pig's ear. Yeah. When you're demonstrating how to take the big tray of glasses to a table. Mike did in my Peterborough, and Jeremy filmed it. I came down the the aisle of the pig's ear with the tray, and the jukebox was playing "You Sexy Thing," yeah. and you guys picked that up and played it like in the clip. Yeah. And I didn't know that, and people were like emailing me going, "Carol Lawless, you sexy thing," and I was like, "What's <laughs> going on?" I was like, "Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you." This was broadcasted <laughs> on TV. And everybody in Peebrough saw it. <laughs> but that's where I first met Jeremy. And now Jeremy uh, com- uh, Jeremy works with Mike as well, as, mm-hmm. his, as his own company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of work at the New Canadian Centre uh, doing films when we tell share stories of newcomers <laughs> to our community. So, nice. That's great. Yeah. Question number three. What is your favorite thing to eat in Peterborough or your favorite place to eat in Peterborough? Well, I, uh, there's a lot of good food in Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Another toughie. Off the top of my head, if we're talking like sit-down restaurant, I think Karma's Cafe is my place. The buttered chicken there is unreal. If we're talking takeout, the quick little nib, uh, I'm going to go with the Night Kitchen because I love their pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Both, I mean, that revitalized Hunter Street has just been so amazing to this downtown. And uh, in both places I can identify with. We, a funny story for me was I was out with friends and, the, and they decided to go to the night kitchen and I was, how did it work? I was going home, but they thought that I should wait in the car for them while they have their pizza. So I thought, 
they're just going in to get a slice to leave. Mm -hmm. But no, no, they just, and it was the old location. They just sat in the window <laughs> waving at me. <laughs> Should have came in, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a mistake. <laughs> and there's, I think there's nothing on Karma's menu that I haven't loved. I've tried so many different things on that menu. Yeah. Amazing. Tibetan Momos. Mm. Place is great. Yeah. yeah, amazing food, right? It's Lovely really, people, too. Yeah, good people. Newcomer. Absolutely. Karma. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good call. Yeah. <laughs> we will be right back after Carol sees what is going on over at the night kitchen. So we're here at the night kitchen uh, on Hunter Street with Tim and Yannick. And uh, Tim, we're just talking about what a landmark restaurant this is. And maybe you can just share a little bit about why people love coming here so much. Um, well, when I came to Peterborough, uh, you know, many moons ago, there was no good pizza places, in my opinion, uh, compared to Toronto, uh, where we, we had some variety and stuff, and we decided we needed something a little more spicy in Peterborough, so we added, we thought we'd do a thin crust pizza where the emphasis was on, you know, fresh, good quality ingredients, and, and, and you know, it wasn't based on just a big sauce and cheese, nothing wrong with that, I love a sauce and cheese pizza, but... Uh, it's also fun to do vegan pizza and put chicken and sun-dried tomatoes and artichokes and sort of weird and fun combinations. And it has made, there is, you know, a lot of people have come to like it. And, and it's interesting to see how uh, the rest of the pizza industry has sort of caught up to those ideas. But we've, uh, you know, held true to the stuff we did in the beginning. And that was put really good quality ingredients on pizza. So that's why I think it's been successful. Yeah. Different ingredients, fruit, uh, I don't know. Like, pizza without cheese. Pizza without cheese, I mean, it was, yes. Yeah. A lot of people were like, you're wrong, this is never going to work. And, and it has. It has. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong. And Yannick, you have a really nice story yes. about Jeremy, who's uh, who we interviewed for the podcast. And maybe you can just share, you just shared this with me. It's really nice. Share it with our, our listeners. Uh, my grandmother lived uh, in Vancouver, and I inherited her car, which was a 1971 Carmen Ghia, which is a Volkswagen bug engine with an Italian car, uh, frame. And um, I inherited it 10 years ago, and it kind of became a fixture in the back parking lot, and I never drove in. It was just crumbling. And I met uh, Jeremy because he kind of tapped on my shoulder one day, and it's like, is this your car? It's so cool. It's amazing. And he helped me every summer kind of tinker with it. And then finally, I, well, he helped me with this decision. I asked him if he wanted to buy it, and he said yes. And now you can see it parked uh, on the streets downtown in the summertime. It's beautiful. And he's totally, he's totally revamped it, given it another life. So I'm very grateful to him, yes. <laughs> that's awesome that's a great story well thanks for meeting me on a monday morning you guys it was a pleasure thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you very much carol it's your question next. my question okay yeah. keeping you on this all right question number four jeremy what is a photo that you've taken that you treasure? Well, 
I've taken many photos and lots of footage over the years, but one thing, one photo I really hold near and dear to my heart happens to be a actual film photo that I took with an old camera that I inherited. And it was a f double exposure on the Santa Monica beach facing the Santa Monica pier. And it was during a documentary film shoot with um, my good friend Jason Jeffrey and his brother Kelly Jeffrey, and we were filming a Richard Manuel documentary. And we ended up like just developing that photo, it's medium format, at the Roy Studio, and mm -hmm. we blew it up on the biggest piece of photo paper we could, and it hangs on my wall to this day. And that was like, had been like ten years ago or something. Wow. Or over ten years, yeah, two thousand seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, with photos. Uh, it is I mean there's there's two sides with photos is there's it can be a really I can take a really crummy photo but it just holds lots of love and memory because of what that, what that situation mm -hmm. was absolutely um, the photos that I had as a kid when when we took photos with film you were very careful with the picture you took and so I would keep forever ones that were uh, the focus was out because I knew what that picture was of and it sparked a memory. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other side of photos with the beautiful art of a photo that can can just uh, wow you and blow you away. Oh yeah, like maybe if you're capturing like the moment, it might not come out as that polished thing, but it's the moment that matters, right? Yeah. So what is it about that moment that is so special for you? Um, I, I think it just captured like that that time. In a, in, in a time capsule because mm. at that time we worked so hard on this documentary we were flying literally all over North America just filming this student film that we try to go above and beyond with mm. our classmates you know mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I, I don't know I think it was just kind of nice to, to do that and then also develop and then enlarge it at the Roy Studio mm. which, had, which holds so much history right in Peterborough um, yeah so there's a lot of layers to that actual Mm -hmm. project of that photo very cool and you've actually brought that photo so we can take a picture of it to put up yeah. on the website yeah a little show and tell so people can see if they're interested in seeing what that photo is another high five Heck yeah. <laughs> question five this just does zoom by we are zooming seven questions amazing what is your favorite film oh man these are definitely uh, thinkers that's for sure and how, how do you how do you sum up just one movie? Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. tons of movies out there that are great. You can right? tell us more than one. We'll, we'll accept that. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's my short answer. I absolutely love old Jack Nicholson movies. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm -hmm. Chinatown. Great movies. Great Hollywood classics. But personally, the film I've watched the most out of any other movie is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I have an affection to that film. Yeah. And it, it just is so entertaining. I love it. I have never seen Dumb and Dumber. Really? Yeah. It so is very funny. It's right? classic. There are so many moments in it, right? That yeah. you would just. Well, we shouldn't wax on about it because you haven't seen it. No, now you, we'll ruin you can it for wax. you. It's, it's all right. I, I need to hear about this. But it is like so. The, the comedic timing of those. Um, Jim Carrey and. Jeff. Jeff. Um, Jeff's Daniels. Daniels. And I think they made a second one later on. They did. They did, like many years later. Yeah. And like any sequel is never going to be as good as mm -hmm. the original because you've seen it the first time. And I think that you could speak about that for any movie, really. But I thought it was, it was definitely entertaining. The second was funny. And, you know, people are going to say it sucked, but yeah. I thought it was good. 
So what do you what do you like about Jack Nicholson? What's the draw there? I think he's just a really cool actor. I, I don't know. Like that, that is a good question. <laughs> um, I think he's a very smart actor. Yeah. I mean, uh, he he has very good timing as well. Absolutely. Uh, and the way he delivers lines, it, it, you can tell that he he's thought about what he wants to say and when he's going to say it. Yeah, like he's such an individual as an actor. Like he can play a character that'll make you cry or make you laugh, and he's he's got, he's very well rounded. I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and the and the roles he played were just kind of like groundbreaking at the time I think like One, for, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was pretty groundbreaking at the it time it was right? very groundbreaking pretty dark but funny mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I agree very skilled actor love all his films I love As Good As It Gets yeah sorry this isn't my seven questions <laughs> you can name another film you let, you've named three what's the one where he's uh, <laughs> breaks the, the door down with the axe and it's honey I am home oh what's The Shining The Shining yeah. Yeah. the Stephen King novel yeah yeah <laughs> Another here's Johnny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here's Johnny. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Honey, I'm home would have probably... That, that, that was the outtake. <laughs> that's the outtake. <laughs> so it's not menacing enough. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you That's my say. film. That's <laughs> right. I'm an extra <laughs> in your film. <laughs> um, so this is a little question about local, local, local shop. We talked about local food. I love local. Local shopping. I got a pin on my jacket that says PTBL with a little maple leaf. Got mm. it from Flavor. Love oh, it. Love it, yeah. Well, so if I was going to give you a gift card from a local store, where would you hope it would be from? You're going to give me a gift card? I'm going to give from, you one. From any local store I brought downtown. you a grilled cheese and bacon sandwich. You've been too good to me. I will give you a gift <laughs> card as well. <laughs> this is too much, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. Um, a gift card downtown. Um, oh, it could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be downtown. I, I like supporting downtown. You know, I'm always downtown. I love being downtown. Um, off the top of my head, I I just saw an advert on my Instagram for this sweet winter jacket from Flavor, hmm. and I really want to go get it. So I'm, I'm going to go with Flavor. There you go. Yeah. That's a shop my kids, when they're in town, they love to go to Flavor. And uh, I think my daughter got, um, I know they both got lots of stuff there over the years. And it seems to be changing all the time, the, oh, yeah. the, kind, of food, the kind of clothing that they sell there. Yeah, Mike's always bringing in a, a ton of new selection. The place never gets stale. Yeah, yeah, like all the Peterborough original stuff, you buy it at Flavor. Yeah. Also, they have incredible staff. Like, who doesn't love mm -hmm. Jess Russell, mm -hmm. right? She's she's amazing. She's yeah. amazing, and uh, I know they they really make you feel good when you go in that store. Oh, absolutely! It's like yeah. it's kind of like you you walk into like a warm family home. It's just like you you, you get treated really well, and you're like part of the gang. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they have a real talent, mm -hmm. Shelby and Mike, for the people that they hire and their their the way that they treat people. It's really nice. Absolutely. And I think that's what Peterborough has such a great community and I think everybody cares a little bit more and uh, I think it shows in Peterborough. Nice. Well, that's almost asking our last question, number seven. And you know, every time we get to number seven, we think and say out loud, here we are at number seven. What a segue. I know. <laughs> what do you love about Peterborough? Um, Talking about segues. Yeah, no kidding. We're here. Is this the seventh question already? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, 
Peterborough has a cost of living that is undisputed in Ontario, I think, for what you get. This town really has it all on like a small scale. You don't have to deal with like rush hour traffic, which I would lose my mind driving through the GTA with on a daily. Um, I don't know, has a good mix of nature and downtown. Lots of good food and culture and entertainment and art scenes, pretty, uh, pretty big here. But the one thing I love most about Peterborough is the fact that there's a really cool racetrack virtually in our backyard. And I like to race cars there. And it is so much fun. And, and that racetrack, which is just, it's just west of here. I've yeah. never been there, but it sounds like it's a place I should go. It, it is really cool. Like it's, it's very affordable entertainment. That's a little different than going to the cinema or seeing like a live show or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you have about five different car classes racing for about three hours and for a driver it's like pure adrenaline rush yeah. and for me even it's uh, it's kind of like uh, a family tradition. My grandfather raced there back in the late 60s and we kind of passed the torch to my brother and I and we race there now and mm -hmm. it's a family get together because we, we just don't get together at like the dinner table. We get together on Saturday at Peterborough Speedway and mm -hmm. you know. Is that like what you, how you spend your weekends? Do you go there? Is that what you do pretty much? Yeah, every Saturday we're there for 14 weekends and Jake and I, my brother Jake, we're competing for points every weekend and it's like a cool, there's cool camaraderie in the pits with all the fellow drivers and there's lots of like fans. We have nights where all these kids that come up and say, hey mister, you're my favorite driver. We like give them, you know, candy and like sign an autograph for them with our hero cards. And, nice. You know. That's like super cool. It makes you feel like a little bit of a celebrity for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not only that, you know, like the family gets together and we, you know, hang out. Dad, mom, stepdad, and grandma comes out, and my brother's there. And, you know, it's, it's hard to find stuff in common with people that you really care about. So this is one. It sounds like a movie. It does sound like a movie. I was thinking about um, uh, where the speedway fits in with other racetracks around Ontario, does it does it allow you to to jump to other levels of of racing from that speedway? Absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, whether it's starting it as go karting or starting out in like a four cylinder car class, it's it's a breeding ground for people that want to take it to another level. Hmm. Like for instance, there's a guy I idolized as a kid on the track. His name was DJ Kennington. And he would show up with the Canadian NASCAR series at Peterborough Speedway once a year. And I'd go and get his autograph at the trackside, right? And this year I, I, I drove down to Virginia and he was there on the national platform racing in the American NASCAR, which is televised throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And he was there. So, you know, it's kind of cool to see that. So have you got any projects that are, are based on speedways? Um... Or is that now going to come out of this conversation? I, I've been trying to like get more into like motorsports stuff in, in terms of like combining it with filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And last year um, I had produced a, a couple pilot episodes with my, my car buddies and we would do like these shoestring car modifications and film it and then test the car in different like forms of motorsports. And we got recognized recently by Velocity on Discovery Channel and mm. got to show our 22-minute show in front of 70 million people. Oh, wow. And it was really kind of cool. I should have brought him more than a grilled cheese and bacon sandwich. Yeah. He's famous. <laughs> this, no, honestly, this really, is really. too much. This, 
And Thank a double-double? What the hell was I thinking? Come on, girl. Next time. <laughs> we know next time, dude. Boost it up. Slumming. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming to Seven Questions. Thank you so much. This is a real pleasure. It's nice to sit down and chat. Thanks, Jeremy. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. All right. See you, Carol. All right. High five. See ya. <laughs> we wanted to learn a little bit more about Peterborough Speedway, so Jeremy and I met JP at the night kitchen. So Jeremy has kindly come with me to the night kitchen to try some pizza and to meet JP who's the owner of the Peterborough Speedway. So we're going to learn a little bit about the night kitchen and the Peterborough Speedway. So I first want to welcome you guys to the night kitchen. Love this place. And so w what are you having Jeremy? Well there's lots of pretty wacky crazy out there slices but I just go with the uh, you know the original uh, pepperoni and cheese slice. You can't go wrong with the pepperoni slice. What about you, JP? I guess I want a little more on the wacky side. Uh, I think mine has mandarin oranges, pineapple, green peppers, red peppers, and banana peppers on it. I think if I was going for one, I think I might go for JP's just for the just for the different one. So JP, tell me a little bit about the Peterborough Speedway. Uh, Peterborough Speedway, uh, actually. Two years ago, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. It was opened in 67. Uh, um, I've sort of been in the helm since 2000 of the Speedway. Um, we do a you know, huge variety of stock car racing. Um, have a lot of local support. And uh, it starts off in May, uh, May long weekend. We kick off our uh, season for 2019. I guess it'll be May the 18th this year. Um, we do a lot of different things. We have a lot of different classes. We have our basic classes that we offer, like all our regular drivers, which is the bone stocks, the mini stocks, super stocks, renegade trucks, and late models. And then besides that, we have a lot of traveling series that come in. Um, and uh, with running all the different programs, we've also uh, worked with Pepsi. So three times during the summer, we, uh, we do what's called a Toonie Night. So uh, people can come out for $2 and uh, experience a great night of racing. Um, you can actually go out on the track, meet the drivers, look at the cars, and they normally bring candies and chips and pictures to give away. Um, That's great. And what uh, time do races usually start at? We start as early as 5 o'clock, and sometimes we start at 6 o'clock, uh, just depending on the program that we have that night. And uh, if we're going further into the summer, we'll move our time back a bit because daylight and temperatures are a bit better. And what would it cost for a, a family to go see some races? Um, well, if you're coming on a tuning night, it's going to cost you $2 a person. Um, but we do offer a family pass, which uh, is two, two adults, two kids under the age of 12. Uh, it actually gets you four waters and four hot dogs, and the uh, cost of that is $45 for tonight. Sounds pretty reasonable. Thanks so much, JP, for telling us about the Peterborough Speedway. No problem. Thank you for uh, having me over here. Carol, I really enjoyed that podcast with Jeremy. And something I really enjoyed about that podcast was um, almost every question came back to what he notices about people. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, in every answer, he talked about either his family or 
the people at the Speedway or in even his favorite film is really, it's about Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's because Jeremy is a great storyteller. I think so. And, and certainly the stories we heard today certainly showed that. Yeah, it was really interesting. And I had no idea really how important family was to him until today. Yeah. And folks, if, if you enjoyed this podcast, there's several ways, other ways to hear it or to find more information about our podcast. One way is to go to sevenquestions.ptbopodcasters.ca and on that website you'll find this podcast uh, and other information about Jeremy and of course all our other podcasts. Or of course if you've gone through that route you can go to a podcast provider and download this podcast. Hope you enjoyed our podcast and thanks, thanks for, for joining, joining us. us. Try that again. And thanks, thanks for, for joining, joining us. us.